Welcome to this special edition series of Penta Communications' top growth podcast, Emerging Stronger. Produced to help leaders gain valuable insight into strategies to help them lead their organizations more effectively through the coronavirus epidemic. Our host, Deborah Penta, interviews several leading experts in various disciplines, bringing together a well-rounded, all-star lineup on subjects such as positive thinking, wellness, business growth, and how to sell out of an economic downturn. Good morning. Today we are here with Dave Curlin, CEO of Curlin & Associates, and we're going to talk about selling through a recession. Dave is the CEO of Curlin & Associates, an international consulting firm specializing in Salesforce development. He brings to us today over three decades of experience in all facets of sales development, including consulting, training, coaching, recruiting systems, processes, and metrics. Dave has been a top-rated speaker at Inc. Magazine's Conference on Growing the Company, the Sales and Marketing Management Conference, the Sales 2.0 Conference, Inbound, and the Gazelle's Fortune Sales and Marketing Summit. He has been featured on radio, television, and print, including the World Business Review, Inc. magazine, Selling Power magazine, Sales and Marketing Management magazine, and Incentive magazine. Dave is a regular contributor to Top Sales Magazine and the Salesforce.com blog. He was the host of a weekly business radio show, Meet the Sales Expert. He was the author of Mindless Selling and the bestseller, Baseline Selling, How to Become a Sales Superstar by Using What You Already Know About the Game of Baseball. He created and wrote Star, a proprietary recruiting process for hiring great salespeople. And he writes Understanding the Salesforce, which is voted the top sales and marketing blog from 2011 to the present day. He is contributing author to four other books, including Stepping Stones, with co-authors Deepak Chopra and Jack Canfield. Dave, welcome to our podcast today. We are really delighted to have you. Thanks so much, Deborah. Thanks for thinking of me and inviting me to your show. Well, you know, we're really thinking about all those companies that are out there who are struggling during this time with COVID-19, creating a massive disruption for their businesses. And the tendency uh, many of the leaders of these organizations have and their management teams is to go into a panic mode. Um, People are laying off their staff. They are laying off salespeople or contemplating that. Um, They are furloughing and um, performing more in a reactory mode rather than thinking about what they can do to maintain solvency and keep things um, uh, relevant and thriving. And one of the things, you know, we've talked a lot about um, sales and how salespeople can stay positive over many years, Um, but you talk a lot about Outlook. And I wanna start there because uh, Outlook has a lot to do with selling. Um, And I think especially during this time right now, um, Outlook is really crucial. So let's start there and um, tell us about uh, what you think, you know, how the role Outlook plays in this um, this whole situation. Well, it's brilliant of you to start there. Uh, Because Outlook is what this is all about right now. So let's let's put it in perspective. First, we've been here before. There have been four major economic slowdowns that some of us have lived through and sold through. And from that regard, this is very similar, even though it's very different. The part where it's different is that almost everybody is working remotely. 
And that wasn't in play in 2008, 2009. It wasn't in play in 2001. It wasn't in play in 1991. And it wasn't in play in 1980. So working remotely has advantages. We can be so much more efficient if we're not in our cars driving from meeting to meeting and wasting all that time. We can talk to so many more people. And speaking of people, they're answering their phone now. They haven't done that for years. They're answering calls and returning calls so we can get people engaged. And then the other thing that's really important to note is that while this is a, a horrible thing that's taking place, it's not affecting everybody from a business standpoint. Sure, if you're in the restaurant business or you're in retail that requires discretionary spending, you're pretty much shut down. And if you're in travel and tourism, you're pretty much shut down. But business is booming. If you're in the food and supplies business and you're part of that food chain, supply chain, and if you're in logistics and business is booming if you're in medical and it's business is normal if you're in services because most of the people you're selling to are still in business and you're in business. So it's really a small group that's been badly affected by this. And unless you're selling to that small group, you're okay. You're just working remotely. So let's talk a little bit about that because um, while that is true, there are industries that are definitely going to take a hit. And, um, and it's just, it's reality. It's the brass tacks of the situation right now. And those are the businesses that I really want to help um, through this, um, through the time we have with you, because um, they are going to be concerned. There is going to be an outlook issue with their sales teams where they're going to be concerned about selling to their normal markets. If you look at manufacturing as an example, um, various manufacturers nationwide are scrambling to try and jump on the bandwagon of helping to create medical supplies that are needed right now. And so that takes the selling of their normal um, their normal products into a different realm. Some of the manufacturing, of course, is going business as usual, but that sector is being impacted. Um, and there are other sectors that are being impacted right now. And I think one of the things that we need to do is figure out how can we help those sales teams, those salespeople, those sales leaders, when they are in a difficult situation, how they can work with their teams and their own mindset to create a better opportunity and to, um, to help their people stay strong and direct them in the right places to do things that are going to be helpful to them. Um, so what are your recommendations for those businesses other than the ones that you talked about are definitely impacted? Um, because Great we want to question. help those people that are being impacted by this. If, if you're in a business that has been affected by this, and whether it's your business is shut down temporarily, there's help coming from the federal government, or whether you're selling to one of those businesses that's affected, and again, there's help coming from the federal government, the, the three things you can be doing right now are call and engage and ask how you can help. Number two, think of the long term. You might be, not be able to sell them anything today, but build your pipeline for when the economy starts back up and gets going again and be ready to help them when they're ready to get your help. And three, strengthen your relationships. 
be there better than your competitors can be there. Uh, people put value in that. Make sure they're okay and take care of them in any way you can. Those are great, idea, great ideas and great tips. And, you know, you mentioned this whole remote working um, situation, which is um, normal for some organizations and, and uh, very different for others. And I want to talk about the whole concept of accountability, um, because now more matters. And we're, you know, everyone's trying to do their best um, to drive forward, to stay um, positive and, um, and lead in a positive way, get their teams to rally and uh, do the best that they can. But the whole aspect of accountability becomes a little bit more challenging when your entire workforce is forced to be remote. And so what are some of the um, suggestions that you can give our CEOs that are listening, our sales managers that are listening, our VPs of sales management, to how they can ensure that they are working on elements of accountability, keeping their people accountable? Are there tools that they should be using right now? Um, are there ideas that you have with regards to connecting with their teams more frequently? Um, so that they can have a greater handle on what's actually happening. Um, and when they're more in control, as we all know, when a leader is more in control of what's going on, they are more effective at leading their teams because they can be more valuable to them. You're so. absolutely right. And, and there are some things that leaders should be doing with their team right now. First, get everybody on video conferencing. It's inexpensive. It's powerful. If we can't meet face-to-face, -face, we can still meet face-to-face -face over video and train your team up on how to use video um, so that when they get on video, they're in the middle of the frame. They're looking at the camera. They're dressed appropriately, and it doesn't look like a clown show. Second, uh, now that they're using video, set realistic expectations about the number of conversations they should be having each day. It should be more than before, not less. This is all they can do now is have conversations and schedule video calls. Three, train, coach, and drill on handling put-offs because they're going to be getting put-offs and they're all going to be the same. This isn't the right time. We're not spending any money. We don't have any money. We're on a spending freeze. And those objections are ridiculous if it's not a business that's been directly affected by what's going on. That's just customers using the crisis as an opportunity to get you to act desperately and lower your prices. So one of the responses should be, well, I understand that we can't meet in the short term, but let's schedule a video call or, um, I understand there's a crisis, but I'm confused. You guys sell to farmers and they're not affected by this. So why would you be saying there's a spending freeze? So, you know, take a step back, look at what's really going on and craft some messaging that's specific for the times. Three, uh, companies are gonna be looking for lower pricing and they're gonna be looking to save money. So your salespeople must be trained up and coached up on selling value over price. And that requires a consultative approach instead of a transactional approach. And that requires a sales process that supports a consultative approach. So this is the time when all your salespeople are available to train and coach and drill on consultative selling. 
Yeah, great advice. And I and I love, you know, just taking a step back because what happens very often is people let their own um, emotions and anxieties get in the way when, when we're, you know, in the middle of a crisis. I mean, obviously, we've never seen anything like this, at least in all of our 30 years. But um, I think people have a tendency to react and act emotionally. So what you're saying is, look, get your emotions out of the way, take a step back, and think about how you're going to uh, respond in a way that is uh, intellectually sensible and not get caught up in the whole, um, the emotions of what's happening uh, in the environment and the, in the economic landscape right now. Exactly. And, and finally, this is an opportunity for us to meet once or twice a day with our sales teams. Again, if you're using video, just set a first thing in the morning and a last thing in the afternoon, daily huddle, even if your team is dispersed across the globe, find a middle of the day time that works across the globe and get on a video call with everybody and make sure that everybody's working, make sure they're being held accountable to the metrics and the expectations that you set. Make sure you're handling everybody's challenges. Make sure you're being positive with everybody and share success stories. That's the most important thing you can be doing right now is don't give anybody a chance to say things are so bad out there right now that nobody's buying. Share success stories, even if they're not from your own sales team. Borrow yeah. success stories, but consistently get those stories out there so that everybody knows business is still being done. Absolutely. And I think a huge part of it, and especially with these morning calls and the afternoon calls, um, is that the more positive that a leader can stay and the more focused and the more they can uh, do everything possible to keep more normal into a day, a daily situation, that is going to keep the team focused, um, whether it's a sales team or any other kind of team, focused on just what they need to be doing every single day, despite the fact that we're in a, in a world right now where things are a little bit different um, before they all return to normal. And, um, and I fully believe that everyone's going to come out of this stronger and wiser. And um, those businesses and those sales leaders and CEOs that can keep their, their teams on track and keep their businesses on track um, uh, are going to be the, the, those that will come out as recession proof. And um, that's part of the reason why we're putting the series together, because we want to help as many businesses as we can be recession proof in all aspects of leadership. And you're doing a great job. This is a great idea and it's a great time for this. So thanks for doing it. Thanks for sharing it with everybody. And thanks for having me on today. Well, thank you for participating. And I'm sure we're going to be back in touch with you to come on for another uh, segment and perhaps uh, cover another topic. So thank you for everything and good luck to you. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks, Deborah. Take care. Bye.